gun Ramos looking like he's got one more good run Sips a little shaky But his heart is still true Oh how that dog loves hunting with me and you Sporting dog adventures run The Sporting Dog Adventures podcast is proudly brought to you by Soggy Acres Retrievers. Remember, everyone deserves a Soggy Dog. Welcome to the Sporting Dog Adventures podcast. It is officially hunting season. Well, not for everyone. And not all of our seasons are open here in Wisconsin, but it is the greatest time of the year. I am here with my dog Scarlett. She is biting my hand and trying to get my attention while I speak. And I've got a great series of topics today for our three segments. First, we're going to talk about uh, your nutrition and uh, when to feed a dog on the hunt and uh, water, uh, what you will let them drink while they're out on the hunt. Next, we are going to talk about training and we're going to talk about uh, dogs breaking, breaking on the shot, breaking before birds and how to correct it. And finally, we are going to talk about a blind that I built to give everyone some ideas that will, in my opinion, revolutionize blinds because it allows you to have a simpler uh, product that you're putting out in the field that isn't going to be as expensive and won't take as much time to get ready for the hunt. So let's start with our first topic, which is when to feed your dog. Dog food companies will tell you that you should feed dogs once a day. I get that. I get that uh, dogs, the thought process is uh, when, they're, when they're in the wild, they only eat once a day and they usually eat a large meal. I try to feed my dogs twice a day, whether in training or in hunting. And I try to make it so that you don't have gastric issues. Everyone has heard the term having their dog's uh, stomach turn or flip um, because they ate uh, before a hunt. Or uh, I've seen dogs that that will uh, vomit up all their food because of excitement and uh, water intake and a hunt. So what I do is I guess I would say I probably kind of split the baby, as they say. Uh, If I'm taking a dog out waterfall hunting in the morning, uh, generally speaking, you're up early. So we are up at, let's say, 3.30 to get the gear packed, get everything going. I feed the dog right away. Hunting is not going to be until 6 o'clock or 6.30 when the dog is going to be actually working. So on days like this, I will give them a small amount of food. I'll give them, let's say, if they have two cups in the morning, two cups at night, I'll actually switch their uh, food and I will do one cup in the morning and three cups at night. Just, it seems like it works out well. I don't have gastric issues for the dogs. I don't have a fear of of their their stomach uh, having any issues because I'm not running them right after uh, they've been fed. So it's, again, why when I first get up, first thing I do is feed the dog that I'm taking out hunting. Now, if I am going to hit the field immediately uh, upon getting up, which... Honestly, that never happens because I'm I'm an early riser. But if I were going to hit the field immediately, I would probably not feed a dog if you're going to take them out right uh, to the get-go. And I would feed them on several breaks while we're in the field and just giving them a certain amount of food, a certain balanced out amount of food uh, when they're taking an hour or two off. Again, I want them to have 
their food in them, but not a lot, so that if they're ingesting a bunch of water or they get excited, that they are vomiting or having uh, gastric issues. Uh, everyone's seen a good hunting dog. They go to the bathroom about 75 times once you have them out. So we don't want to accentuate any issues with them. But again, for waterfowl or for upland, I'm feeding my dogs usually about three hours before they're actually working. Now they'll be in the truck, we'll be going out to the field. But before they're under heavy workload, uh, it's about three hours. So I'm very comfortable giving them their food uh, during that time. I just give them a little bit less. As far as water in the field, that is something that people don't realize, I guess, what the dogs are actually drinking when you're out in these ponds and in different places. Um, as far as water in the field, if you drink out of the bodies of water we hunt ducks on, or even body of water that is available for dogs when they're, when they're up on hunting, you'd get incredibly sick. Giardia, coccidia, all sorts of parasites live in that water because it's stagnant water. I heard someone uh, a few days ago call it beaver fever, and that's why people don't drink it. Beaver fever is stagnant water, so you're picking up more than likely giardia. I've seen all this uh, through having a kennel, through working with dogs, and through litters that I know what it does to the dog. I know, in essence, how to try to avoid it, but in some instances, it's just not avoidable. Is it something that is going to harm your dog? In the short term, yes, it'll make them sick. In the long term, if you're giving them uh, uh, medication and you get them to the vet, it's, it's not going to be something that your dog is going to succumb to. But we can avoid all of this by taking along a bowl and clean water for the dog to drink. So in between retrieves, the dog can actually have some clean water to drink. The dog can uh, be in a position where they are not ingesting all these bad things, which ultimately dogs do end up having in their systems at some point because dogs are great about drinking out of puddles. They're great out of eating animal feces and all of these things are, are where the uh, parasites lurk because we wild animals are not treated and puddles are like a petri dish. But when you're on a hunt, take along some clean water for them. Take along a bowl so that you have it so that they, they, they can have a good drink and that will really help you when you're in the field. So that covers watering and food when you're out hunting. Next, we're going to talk about uh, a training tip, which is going to in involve braking. Stay tuned after this. This part of the podcast is brought to you proudly by Mech Outdoors. Having your dog break is one of the most common things that people deal with in the field when you are working with a waterfall dog. It is something that all dogs will attempt at some point. It is what I was critiqued on most with the TV show uh, because we had so much going on in the blind and the dogs were hunted over such duration that I did not have time to tune the dogs up as much as I'd like, so we had times where the dogs would break. I've made a concerted effort that my dogs now will not break, and it's funny because during teal season, I had out my male ace, who ace is qualified all age, He's got his master title, he's got his finish title, he passed the HRC Grand, and on three different occasions, he broke. He hadn't been hunted extensively, so this was a new thing for him. And having birds on the water and more birds working where we basically kept him in, 
he was so excited, he has so much drive that on two different occasions he broke. So, what do we do when they break? Well, one, he broke once when we had birds sitting in the water and they were just out too far and we had more working. So that was just unacceptable. Kind of wrecked that part of the hunt. Uh, but when a dog does break, I will have the collar on continuous and I will push the button down on the collar and tell the dog here, here, here until the dog turns and comes back. On each of these occasions, it took quite a bit of uh, getting the dog, uh, giving the dog correction because Ace was fired up. We had birds on the water. We had birds landing on the water. In his mind, this was like the best thing ever, and he wanted to go out there, and he went a little self-employed. We fixed it. We made sure that he was under control. He actually was funny because my kids made the point that he was pouting after. He, uh, he was walking at heel and kind of looking at me like, you're the biggest jerk ever. Don't feel bad when you correct your dogs. Just correct them. Give them praise when they do something good but correct them and move on and move forward and make sure that this is something that they're not doing in the field because the more dogs break, the more easily it is for them to leave. And if you're hunting with someone also that has a dog that breaks, they will look and the threat of competition will greatly accentuate the, the, the chances that your dog is going to break. So, Look at who you're hunting with. Make sure their dogs aren't breaking. Make sure your dog is not breaking. Correct them with the collar. Again, I use continuous telling the dog here until the dog turns and comes back to me. At that point, I release the pressure. And this week, uh, before we uh, get toward our big duck season, we're going to work on steadiness drills out in the yard and just work on strictly obedience. Because again, he is a all-world dog. He does so many wonderful things. This is something simple that we can work on in the yard with bumpers and with birds and just hand throwing stuff so that we can make sure that he is completely under control. So I hope that helps. That's this week's training tip. Stay tuned next for my blind design that I think many people will try to follow. This portion of the podcast is proudly brought to you by Boucher Automotive in Janesville, Wisconsin. So I own two hunting properties, and when we were running our first property as a lodge, we put uh, blinds in that had floats on them, they had, they had roofs, and they were really cool blinds. Uh, the one problem I had was where we were at when there was current, uh, when the property would flood, it actually flipped the blinds over and smashed several of them. So what we did with one it had uh, been completely smashed. The whole back was ripped off of it. We actually just put just the platform up. And that gave me an idea. My next property, I now have just platforms up. And what I'm doing is I'm using my field blinds uh, for setting onto those platforms. So I'm basically taking my uh, panel blinds and I've created a platform for them. And then I am going to put the platform or the panel blinds up on that platform. What I'm going to do is put L brackets onto uh, the wood deck so it holds the platforms in place because we all know how our buddies like to rub against things and push things, and we don't want everyone's stuff to go flying. So it's basically going to have a space for the for, for the uh, uh, blinds to sit in and hold them in place. I'm also going to have a regular field dog blind that is going to be on that platform, and it's going to work great because. Everyone knows you have to get those blinds brushed in, and that is something that I will say I've got several that are probably not brushed in good enough, but they're going to have to do for the year because I just ran out of time. When I'm taking my panel blinds out, 
you could brush them in the day before, have all your cover on those blinds, and then simply just expand them and put them up once you get to where you're going. And we're talking about one of our properties is a 20 minute drive. I can just have those panel blinds in my decoy sled that is in the back of my truck, pull the Argo off, hook the decoy sled up to it, take it out there, and it's gonna take really minimal work to make the cover uh, fluff up, I guess would be the best, best explanation, uh, so that it looks really good uh, for us when we're out there uh, on, our, on our hunts. So again, all I'm building is a platform. To build these platforms, I am looking at probably somewhere in the neighborhood of about a $300 investment, maybe $350. Putting them up, it is a 12 foot long by six foot wide uh, platform. And we will throw these panel blinds up, have them locked into place, and we're ready for the hunt. We're concealed. We're not sitting on mud seats in the water uh, with our stuff all wet. It is going to be something that I don't even look at it as an experiment. It's going to be something that as our years go on, we're going to continue to add platforms in the property because again, we have our panel blinds and we can take them wherever we want to hunt. So I hope that helps you uh, for this week's hunting tip. I'm excited. The season is here. Send us some pictures to Sporting Dog Adventures on Facebook. We'd love to see you and your dogs having success in the field. Take care and God bless. Sporting Dog Adventures, run, boy, run. Everything you need is here under the sun. Everything you need is here under the sun.